Hello again, my people. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Journey Through Her Eyes. Today, um, so this is a very personal topic for me. Um, and what I'm going to share with you is my personal perspective of what it is like dealing with anxiety in a public or, uh, you know, situations or like um, events and things like that. So uh, as many of you may know, I am also uh, a real estate agent. Um, and so I often uh, participate in classes that are filled with people or events where we're visiting with vendors or other types of things where there are multiple people around me. Um, and so sharing my part in this as well is that my comfort zone is about four people besides myself. So we're talking a, a max group of about five people is my comfort zone. Anything outside of that, if another person comes in and makes it a party of six or whatever, I'm going to start to feel edgy and uncomfortable. Um, my take on this from, again, my personal perspective is that when there are three, four people around me, I can usually tell who's feeling which way. I can you know, I'm very uh, observant of posture, um, how the fluid their movements are, tones of voice. I am also very keen on the types of words that people use. And it gives me great insight to a person's um, frame of mind, like, you know, where are they at? I can tell usually within a few minutes of talking to someone, if I can touch on certain subjects like spirituality or if that's something I have to stay away from, I can usually tell if this person tends to be very angry, but they hide it really well. So I know to, to just be a little bit more cautious on certain subjects where they tend to be pretty passionate about. Um, I can also usually tell uh, what they are passionate about within, you know, an hour or so of conversation. So once we get outside of that realm of four or five people around me, um, I get very uncomfortable. And so what that looks like, you know, um, I, I'll first, again, preface this with my normal, like natural um, personality is very bubbly. I'm very energetic. I'm very loving. I'm very caring. I'm very giving. Um, I want to know about you. I am a chatty Kathy. Like I was literally born with the freaking gift of gab, which makes me perfect for a podcaster, right? Because <laughs> I get to talk to the abyss of the soup of people with, with, uh, with reckless abandon. So I'm loving this. Um, but again, you know, uh, I will also say that sometimes my inability to stop chattering is actually a nervous um, response. So enter into a situation, uh, some of the ways that I have personally dealt with anxiety, and I'm, I'm actually 
actively working towards changing this. Um, but how I have dealt with it, if I have to be in a classroom and I know there's going to be more than four people in there, which usually there is, I will find the seat that is closest to the front of the room. I will get as close to an exit as I can, as I can sit. And I will usually have a jacket or a sweater or something that I can cover my chest with and fold my arms over myself. These are very protective behaviors, okay? Now, um, this is not to say that every person who experiences anxiety will do these things. What I'm doing is sharing with you what my tells are. And the hope here is that someone who's dealing with anxiety may go, oh my gosh, I do that too, and feel heard and understood. Someone who deals with other people who have anxiety in their lives, perhaps you may have an understanding of when they are becoming uncomfortable and you can step in to help them. And I will try to give some tips at the end that help me, uh, that may be helpful to your loved one. I would say though that before you try anything, please, please, please have this conversation with your loved one who deals with anxiety and ask them, what are some of the ways that I can help you relieve your anxiety in a stressful situation? And if they don't know, then, hey, let's try this. Give them some options. Let them pick the ones that you that they want you to try. And, you know, anxiety person, like, listen, if someone's trying to help you, allow yourself to receive the help. And, um you know, don't get mad because it can get really stressful. If if you do get mad, be very quick to correct yourself, forgive yourself, and and, and whoever got yelled at or you know barked at, please be forgiving. Um, it's hard to have grace in these situations, but we are definitely doing our best to manage the emotional stress that comes with anxiety. That's that disclaimer. I know that was a lot, but. So um, I will, like I said, sit in the front of the room close to, you know, like if they're like long tables, I'm going to be the one. Yes, you are going to have to walk around me when you're coming in the room because I'm sitting on the end seat, okay? I need to be as close to an exit as possible. The reason for that is if it happens to get too overwhelming for me, I have to exit the room. And it is more stressful thinking about how I'm going to walk around all of the other people if I have to walk or, you know, like squeeze through, right? Because now I'm calling more attention to myself that I don't want. So I'm trying to sit as close to an exit so that I can move out quickly if I need to. Um, so this is a great behavior to watch for if you see someone always sitting at the end of the table where people have to kind of, you know, move around them and they're getting irritated with this person. This person may be dealing with anxiety or some sort of fear, which is causing anxiety. Um, one of the reasons why I sit towards the front of the room, um, and some people have different takes on this. Some people with anxiety want to sit in the back of the room so nobody sees them, right? For me, it's the exact opposite. I sit in the front of the room so I don't have to see them. If I don't see how many people are in the room, I am less likely to be tense. But the more people that I see in the room, the more tension I am going to experience. So I, I do my best to kind of 
blind myself to this. Um, and I will say that I have been actively working uh, to change this. So what I did is I found a buddy, uh, a couple of people that I know that, you know, hey, are you taking this class? Yes. Okay, great. Um, can you sit with me? And, you know, the first time I asked a person that, it was extremely uncomfortable. And I was so blessed that I, I have a dear friend in the industry that she is very caring and understanding. And I said, you know, I know this may sound really silly, but can you just sit with me? Like, I want to try and get over this anxiety, but I, I need some support. And I want to sit like towards the back, maybe even the, in the middle of the aisle, you know, would you be okay with sitting with me? And she's like, yeah, absolutely. I'll sit with you. Not a problem. Um, and so that was really helpful. And, you know, I may ask two people so that I have someone that I know and trust on either side of me so that if I am feeling insecure, I may be able to lean over and, and, and talk to them, which will help distract me from the anxiety I experience or whatever. Um, you know, uh, so that's one of the ways that I have dealt with that. Uh, a, a couple of other tells that I may have, um, this is going to be a series of conversations, guys, because I do want to try to keep these talks under 15 minutes. Um, I really would rather have it be under 10, but this one's obviously going to go over. Um, so I'll try to keep it at 15. So um, another one of my tells is, you know, let's say we're in a group and everybody's kind of introducing themselves. You know, you'll get to me and I'll be like, hi, you know, kind of like the, the shoulders up to the ears, the elbow really close to my body, the really weird like hand wiggle thing. Hi, I'm Jade. Um, and then I have trouble even saying who I am, where I'm from, or, you know, I forget the questions we're supposed to answer. And I will often stutter or stammer over my response, and which actually makes it worse because then I feel embarrassed that I didn't remember. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what was the question? I forgot. <laughs> so the whole inappropriate or nervous laughter, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> The <laughs> I am a snorticus, guys. So a giggle snort is real. Um, the nervous laughter. OMG. Okay, I have to tell y'all a story. My mom was in the emergency room, and I was sitting with her. Hospitals. Oh my gosh, like you might as well just freaking stick an electrical cord right into my freaking nervous system and turn that shit on high because I'm going to be like internally bouncing off the walls and screaming bloody murder inside. Um, outside, what it looks like is I suddenly turned into a stand-up comedian uh, and <laughs> I'm telling jokes. My mom's laughing because, of course, I want my mom to feel better. Um, but really, it's a nervous reaction. I was so uncomfortable being in the emergency room that I'm cracking all these jokes and me and my mom and, are laughing. And I think a, I had a brother that was there as well. <laughs> One of the emergency room doctors actually walked over to, I say the bay because, you know, there were no actual rooms. We were all separated by curtains. So he just kind of walked into the space where we were sitting at and he goes, ma'am, I'm really sorry, but if you don't calm it down, I'm going to have to ask you to leave the hospital. Um, so you want to talk about instantaneous shame and guilt washing over myself. I had to excuse myself 
go find a bathroom and cry for 15 minutes because I felt so ashamed um, because I was so uncomfortable that I was making a ruckus and I didn't realize that I was bothering other patients. So that's another way that anxiety can manifest with someone. Um, they may giggle a lot. They may talk too much, uh, not too much, just a lot. Um, or, you know, just like stuttering can be an anxiety response. Um, my favorite one that I had a recent revelation of is the social butterfly. Uh, I have been labeled as an extrovert and a social butterfly like my entire freaking existence. But here's the reality. I am actually an introvert. I love people. I am very outgoing. But OMG, I like my space. I like my alone time. So when I'm in a situation where there are tons of people around me, I will sometimes just get so nervous that I just can't stand still and have a conversation. So I'm over here talking to this person and then I'm like, okay. And I go over here and I talk to this person and then I'm over there. And then the next thing you know, I'm across the hall or wherever else. And people see that. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's just the social butterfly. She's fluttering all over the place. It is a manifestation of anxiety. What you are actually witnessing is an overabundance of anxiety. I am overwhelmed. Um, I am having sensory overload. There are too many people, too many smells, too many sights, too many sounds, too, too much of everything for me in those moments. And I am internally freaking out and looking for a place to hide and rest. Sometimes I just exhaust myself and I have to leave early. Um, so those are just a few of the ways that anxiety has manifested for me. Uh, so if this is you, y'all, I feel you, I am with you. I will continue to share some insights and perspectives on this. This is, like I said, going to be a series. This is a long, huge topic. Um, so if I happen to uh, repeat something later on down the road, I'm not going to apologize because it's probably worth repeating. Uh, so that's the end of this episode, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening and for being a part of my growing tribe with Journey Through Her Eyes. Till next time, y'all have a great day now.